Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Coming at you live, recording this on a Sunday afternoon. We'll put it up on Monday. Rugby League is back. We're halfway, actually we're two games away from full wave through the round, so we'll try and cover off everything, but as usual, welcoming Jack from Melbourne, Victoria. How are you, mate? Uh, very good, mate. Um, I'm liking the Sunday afternoon records. Uh, mm. I'm absolutely running the gauntlet here, though, because I've got one of my kids asleep in the, in the pram in the garage, and I've had to put on some TV show to keep uh, the other one... Uh, uh, and uh, occupied while I record this. Mumsy's off fucking doing something or other. Just and gave me a call saying she's locked the fucking keys in the boot. Oof. So the grandma's coming around to take the key. Ah, oh, for fuck, it's a debacle. But we, that's what else is all about. We we come up against um, tough stuff like this, and we and we get it done. What's the um? What's the state of the garage? So you're leaving. I'm thinking 18 months, two-year-year-old, unattended in the garage, hey, that's all legit? 19, 20 months, yeah, but he's in a um, pram, like yeah. a lit pram in the shade. Uh, yeah. No, it's all good. No, okay. I'm not a bad father. Not but you can hear, you, you obviously have to hear him if he kicks off, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, I can, and then I, and then having a debacle with um, Everly's been, she's what, she's just over five, she's been in my ear, can I watch something, Daddy, can I watch something? Well, I've been trying to watch the boxing, basketball, and I said, fuck it then, let's have a dance-off. Whoever wins can watch something, and she won, so she's watching it while and keeping her occupied while we record and discuss the greatest game of all, round one. Okay, so we're, we're sort of we're midway through, as I said, almost done this round. Anything just off the top of your head? You want to kick straight into it? What's, what do you want to, uh, you want well, to start let's with? Look at, let's look at um, the first game, Storm. You always write them off, say mm. they're not there this year, but just mm. they're like a business. The succession planning, the... Jerome Hughes, just he has just come behind Billy, and it was his time to shine on Friday, Thursday night, and he did. We love him as Kiwi supporters, we love him. But the other thing about him was he got a real spray from Bellamy, apparently, when he came back for pre-season training, because he actually went on the Kiwi tour to Great Britain last mm, year. Turned up a fat cunt, didn't he? one game, turned up a fat cunt, but gee, played well. I, oh, I love him. He, I think he went to um, the off-season training school of... Uh, Greg Inglis, Conrad Hurrell, and Solomon Qatar, and Rupini Thalthal Mbuka, former rugby union, they um, just on how to how to not keep yourself um, in shape in the off season. So maybe maybe he might have to adapt his approach next off season. But I mean, yeah, I think the difference between those players and Jerome Hughes is you don't come into like camp um, with Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, who nah. just apparently just gave it to him. Well, and how, how much of how much of what you saw on for me? This is a pretty good. I mean, it's a snapshot of one round. But I what I saw, and I did pick the Storm, even though I picked the Broncos to win it in the preview last week. I did pick the Storm because they don't lose round one. You said it last week. 2001 was the last time that they lost a round one game. But for me, looking at what they did on Thursday night confirms to me that the greatest mentor in the history of rugby league, Craig Bellamy, just sets up a system, you know, not unlike other sports such as the San Antonio Spurs, who we've, we've mentioned a few times. You know, he's the Popovich of this league. He's the greatest coach that there is, and he just clearly has a system that people slot in and out of it. Now, how much better uh, or have been Cronk, Smith, and Slater because they've been on the Storm side? For me, they'll always be, I would wonder and, you know, would they be as good as they were? if they were all split up in different teams. Obviously, they wouldn't be. But, you know, have they reached and over-delivered in terms of their actual talent being under Bellamy? 
yeah, I think I think it's very hard to say, and that's the great, um, our game gives us so many what-ifs, I guess, and that's why we debate them. We, we sit there, we sit in WhatsApp chat forums, we get on podcast Twitter and just argue, um, and there's no there's no correct answer. We won't know unless we, we develop some sort of, um, which people try to do in gambling, a sort of simulator, mm. um, like, a, like a, you know, Madden, where you go, oh, actually Smith gets drafted mm. by the Gold Coast Titans. Let's see how well he goes. Mm. And it actually simulates through finite element analysis and mm. all the history what they end up doing. So, you know, that's as close as we'll get. But great to debate, right? In, any big takeaways from the game? For me, um, there was one big takeaway um, apart from the storm being, you know, pretty well drilled as usual, um, was the Broncos? I think Darius Boyd, his days of playing fullback in the NRL are over. He was clearly slow. The storm worked this out pretty early, and they were just rolling um, grubber after grubber, you know, within sort of a ten to fifteen meter radius of Darius. And he's just slumbering after them, um, and they really sort of made that a tact early doors to explo- exploit that. Darius cannot be playing fullback. You know, the modern NRL game now is built on wingers and fullbacks returning you out of your own red zone and hitting up about the third or fourth tackle, you know, 40 to 50 metres out. You are not going to get that with Darius Boyd anymore. Um, I think no. the only way for him to survive in the NRL and the Broncos team currently is to move into the sixth jersey, which means that you are going to drop a Nicarima or a Milford onto the bench as a utility, which brings me up my second point, is that McCulloch, maybe he's taken a couple of really bad injuries lately, but he's kind of limited with the way that the game seems to be sped up, and they need a little bit more flair around the middle because they've obviously got talent all around the park. Yeah, totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, and then you need you, you think about who has to move to fullback instead of Darius. Who is it? Yusako. It's a, pretty, it's a no-brainer. That guy has just got all the talent in the world. Yeah, I mean, even Australians like real Bogan um, Australians have even said to me um, that he is the next. He's the next big big thing at fullback. So that's saying something because generally Australians are, I guess, a bit bigoted about New Zealand players coming in and taking in their big positions. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, sometimes it takes. It has some changed while to come a bit. Like in the eighties, if you're Olsen Filipana, it would have been a different world trying to make your way yeah. in uh, the in our or the Winfield Cup back then. Yeah, times certainly have changed. I guess with over fifty percent of the league being Polynesian. Probably helps that. Not over fifty. Is it over fifty now? Um, that's just a little stat that I just made up on the spot, but I've it's, but it's probably not, wait, you're not far off. I'm not far and, off, am I? And the and I guess the um, what we we call it the um, the explosion population wise because you know those cultures generally have a lot of kids. It's mm. brilliant for the game. Mm. Yeah. Um, anything else from that first game before we want to move on? Like. I think the, no, no, nothing. We can't dwell on. It. Other no. than I thought Jackson Bird, look, he's been out of sorts. He'll come right. Um, if you're a Broncos fan, I wouldn't be too worried. It'll take a while to start getting your um, combinations right with a new coach. There was a couple of moves there that they did, which looked quite good. Um, it's round one after all, but you know, two points are two points. You want to secure them whenever you can. Yeah, let's move on to the pub game. Knights vs Sharks. Knights vs Sharks is pretty ordinary um, as a game, as a spectacle. I caught glimpses of it. I was really keen to sort of see, um, obviously, Johnson and Ponga at six. Neither of them did really much. But I guess thinking more and more about this Ponga thing, and I've been on record as he's an extremely talented player, but at the same time, he's extremely overrated for the comparisons. And even him being runner-up at Daly M, player of the year last year, was just an absolutely horrific decision, which should you know, almost shut down the whole Dallium Awards the way that they're currently being put together. Um, he has just been rammed down our throats so much at the moment. And it made me think, after watching a five-minute highlight package of Ponga last year um, by NRL.com, put it out on Twitter or something, I was thinking, fuck, hang on a minute. You know, he played probably three-quarters of a season for a side like the Knights that missed the playoffs. You know, he was yep. playing okay. He's playing pretty good, had some nice moments. But the moments that they're putting on this five-minute video were just, some of them were just like him catching and passing, like not even doing anything. So it just made me think we're getting him rammed down our throats so much because of this league right now has never been more devout of superstars. Now, if you look sort of 10, 15 years ago when you had Falau coming onto the scene, Inglis coming onto the scene, um, you still had obviously Lockyer in the, in the peak of his powers um, and a lot more sort of superstars of our game, what it seemed, 
right now, who are the stars of our game? Who's the superstar? Like, I guess well, that's why Ponga's getting rammed down our throat because there's no universal superstar, you know, of our game. Even Benji Marshall coming on in the mid two thousands, um, as well as those other names I mentioned. You know, we had well, real star power. Sunny Bill. I guess. I guess lateral, lateral Mitchell and. Uh, GI could still be it, but I was thinking about this the other day. Maybe Ponga is the star because he's only 21 and he hasn't even had time to get a scandal yet. Like at the end of the day, uh, time is on his side. Like the scandal was, if you look at the stats and you do the, you know, the NRL simulation, he's only two to three years away from a scandal where that just drops him back off superstar status and where NRL can't actually put him on a pedestal. So time's on his side, I guess, and that's that's. That might be the... Has, has Lateral had a, um, a scandal? Are you going, I see you going back to Lateral now. I, I see that you are... <laughs> Look, the you did so well last week. It. You did the so bloody well to it. see Lateral. Okay. But anyway, Lateral, anyway. Lateral. So, okay, has he had a scandal? No. No, but I just don't think he's got... He doesn't have the personality to have star power, like superstar status. I don't think he's got the personality. Well, Maybe he'll he grow into it. Friday night. On Friday is, night when he started having a go at Is Cody. he a likeable player? Yes, well, why wouldn't you like him? I mean, he comes from Tari. Uh, is it because he's indigenous that people don't uh, sort of... No, I don't, I don't believe so. I just think that some of the traits in his game, for me, he has a little bit of that hot and cold, maybe, you know, has a little bit of niggle in his game. I don't think that the public have completely warmed to him, whereas well, Ponga... Then, okay, we, I, wanted to, I wanted to get onto this later on in the show when we started to talk to the, the Cowboys um, Dragons game the other night, but then you've got a ready-made superstar there that you can put on a pedestal that you can make advantage, uh, make an example of him in terms of his family values, mm. his, oh, he, he did get, have one scandal, but the scandal was like egging cars, which is Tamalolo quite talking nice. About. Oh, Jason, uh, the, oh, Jason Tamalolo, or who mm. I'm going to start calling the ninth, because he... Like, he is a, why isn't he a superstar? What he's doing on the field is fun. Like we have not seen this before, Rehari. I don't yeah. think he's comfortable being in front of the microphone, though. He's not. He's a very um, no. But okay. deeds on the field do the talking. Oh, so um, you want the guy that's on like uh, Matty John show every second week? Well, I, I don't like the Matty John show, but that's I guess where where I'm sort of going with is these guys that are kind of. I know, larger than life sort of superstars. I just don't feel like we've got enough of them in the game, you know. But more and more people why are happy to... Why, why can't J- Jason Tamalolo, a.k.a. the ninth, be that? He is... He's he's exactly what, like, our game represents. He doesn't want... He doesn't have to. All he has to do is live his normal life. Yeah. He goes and buys soft-serve cones after training as a treat. They're 50 cents, mate. <laughs> he's on a $10 million deal for 10 years. And I'm telling you, the more I see of this bloke, the more you've got to put the Cowboys administration for really putting their balls on the line and giving them that 10-year, 10, 10 million... Well, he ran over 300 metres last night, Rehari. Oh, I don't know if it's even that big a call from the Cowboys. I think that you'll find that they got a good deal out of Tamalala, if he continues to do what he's doing, which is probably in year three of that deal. What he did last night was something else. Round one. He is unbelievable. He is special. There's nothing, there's no one like him. Maybe some of these young Brisbane forwards, you know, I guess they're prototype, sort of built. They are. They're just not, they're not doing what Tamalala was doing at the same stage in their career. Tamalolo was going to get a start when he was 17. Oh, and he did they get a start when he was that. 17. They changed the rules, didn't they? That's right. Fuck, because of the Adam Ritson debacle. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about Tamalolo. What, what did you see last night from the Cowboys? Oh, just, they, they were just... They took them a while to get going. They took them a while to get going because actually Dragon's defence was quite courageous. But what it actually made me... Real, I've, I've sort of ridden the Cowboys off a bit um, in the off-season. But I guess what it said to me is that that forward pack... When it started going forward, like the Dragons actually couldn't answer to them. So I was thinking, we've sort of ridden the Cowboys off. But if you actually look at their forward pack with Tamalolo, Jordan McLean was just doing his job last night. Cohen Hess started to come into his own. Josh Maguire, Matt Scott. Like it, I mean, the 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 Ben Barber loss hurts them because you... It doesn't look, hurt them. Jordan Kahu, every single person no, you would Jordan ask would rather have biggest, Kahu. I'm Jordan Kahu's biggest fan, mate. But he's not a fullback that's going to take you when you a grand final. Mate, because you're talking he, 2010, Ben Barber. It's 2019. Mate, did you see him in Super League? He was mate. still that good. He's mentally unstable, which makes you sometimes a good rugby league player. So, doing Super League is like, you know, Glenn Fisciati scoring five tries in the New South Wales Cup. 
Fucking show me on an NRL paddock, mate. Well, okay. Well, I'll beg to differ on that. I, but anyway, so their forward pack is phenomenal. Um, I'm just mm. worried about that the Michael Morgan can't carry everything in terms of the attacking uh, creativity that they need. Legal counsel liked them last week in a preview show at 15s. I bet you that's crushed into sort of 8 or 9 now. Quite. Just after a yeah. big, ballsy performance like that. Who? Anyone but, else? What, what are the halves? Morgan uh, we looks as always Mare Martin scored a beautiful try running off J- just one of JT3's phenomenal uh, runs. Mm. Um, but Dragons, they tried hard. They just... Um, oh, the other thing I want to talk about, what about... Uh, what's that, guys? Uh, the new Fijian winger for St. George. A few Dragons fans were slagging him off a little bit, saying he was too raw. When mm. someone says someone is too raw, what does that mean? It means that I don't think that they, they have the flow of the game. Like, they stand out for maybe not having a good read of the tempo of the game and looks sort of slightly out of place. And when they get the ball, I think there's always that they're standing still and then they run, you know, within like half a second rather than just running onto the ball. So, or maybe coming out of the line and doing things that maybe the nuance of the game hasn't quite settled in yet. So, so it's you know, an easy Rav thing Lala. to say. Yeah, I've got a new nickname for him. <laughs> Bit of shaggy. Mr. Ravalawa, you know? So <laughs> that's not yours. That's no, not yours. It's Twitter-based, but how good, is, how good a nickname is that? And Mr. Ravalawa. That's Mr. good. Mr. That's real. What's his background? Uh, Fijian-based. He was picked up, and there's a few New Zealanders that listen to our show because of our heritage. He went to Burnside High School, which is like a school in crime scene New Zealand. Oh, we should give our respects to... What a shocking incident that was on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, before we get on to that, I just want to talk about Mr. Bombastic, Ravalawa. Mm. So he got picked out of Fiji, mm. taking Burnside High School, which you all know crime scene's not known for its sporting capability, no. perhaps. No. But apparently it went really good in like the first 15 Rara tournament comp there mm-hmm. and chose league. And um, But yeah, as, as people are saying, he's too raw, which I find find interesting. It's, it's, but, it's kind yeah. of a, it's an often... Um, made comparison to Fijians who come into the league because I guess they don't have rugby league in their bones as much as um, rugby union and sevens. So it's it's. I, I, I'd love to see um, more lava, of. Lava, lava. Yeah, he's good, mate. He'll come right. He was a bit raw last night, but I think he's what dragons need out there. But I was thinking the dragons got two wingers, which are quite short. The same sort of game. They're not really targets in the air. Well, who's the other one? What position uh, was Rava Lava playing? What's that? What position was Rava Lava playing? And the other one was Pereira, who's short and stocky, sort of, you know, he's not going to, he doesn't give you Norman an option to sort of go to the year. Where's Jonas Pearson? Uh, Jonas Pearson. He's got to play for them, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a good point. He might, well, if, he, if, if they think he's too raw, uh, Mr. Mr. Bombastic, they might actually um, bring um, Jordan Jones Pearson in next week. Yeah, so, but, it's, yeah, it's hard but to see any, you, you don't have big ins and outs after one week of footy, though, do you? No, no, but that's actually, the Dragons, um, to be fair to them, that's a prick of a trip, round mm. one, <laughs> going up to Townsville. They were never going to win that game, I don't care who you are. Uh, so let's see how they go next week at Net Strata Jubilee Oval. Um, Got the bunnies. So, yeah, so let's go to, and one that we could probably wax on for a while, um, about... Eden Park, I'm not Eden fucking Eden Park, Mount Smart Smart Stadium yesterday. A bit of an emotional thing for a few New Zealanders after what happened on Friday. Mm. Actually, before we get, that Friday thing was interesting because we were on that cricket forum, right, the Test Cricket Purists, and I was just working away flat out and I saw a text from someone saying, um, Bangladesh cricket team Mm. uh, look like they're going home because of a mosque shooting and Mm. like this is just typical, like my lifestyle. I was like, oh God, there's a shooting in a Bangladesh mosque, mm. and the, the Bangladeshis are um, cowering out and going home. Mm. But that's just—I'm opening it up now. That is me, probably my narrow-mindedness. And then I didn't. And then there was more texts coming through. I was like, "Oh, it's in crime scene." Mm. Oh, I didn't even know there was a mosque there. Mm. No, I actually know that one well because it's sort of—it's just opposite would, South Hagley Park. Them. You drive past Brockworth Place, and you sort of—it's probably about fifteen hundred meters. From my parents' old place, so I know it relatively oh. well. Yeah, it's just um, pretty staggering stuff, wasn't it? Pretty shocking. And I stupidly looked at the video 
pretty early. Someone just goes, oh, it's all over Twitter. And I was sort of looking at Twitter for an update, and I jumped on and saw the video, which was just, it was just like a video game. It was horrific. So, oh, you, you sent me that link. I mean, that right, yeah. was the worst. But, okay, we, we are a rugby league podcast, but I just want to say something, because I have, I have started reading a little bit about this thing. Maybe, and, do you, do you, are, you sure, are you sure you want to talk further about it? No, just it's like one minute about just it's a sort of uh, a stance I've got. Yeah, and it's I'm not saying it's right or not, but you know how everyone's moaning about oh take down the um the live stream footage the the the, the pig did right, mm-hmm. but I just don't like everyone is getting advantages from live stream Twitter Google and stuff. To me, to them to get on their high horse and say oh you got to ban all this stuff like. You can't have your cake in it. As in banning live streaming, full stop. No, 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 no. Just uh, People say, don't share the video, don't share yeah, that. Yeah, you shouldn't, I don't think. Don't share it. No. But it's out there. Like That, that is the world we live in now, so you can't... But it's gone like, now, and I think I think what they're saying is, I think the people no, that are... No, Harry, I'll it. tell you right now, I could go on the internet and watch it if I wanted to. Okay. But you've got to make it so accessible. It, it's glorifying him. And that's what he but, wants. But that is the internet age these days. We want to see sport live. We want to see virtual crowds. You can't. And if anything, seeing that uh, uh, live, the shockingness of it would actually, as I said, if there was a Bangladesh mosque got bombed or, I, 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 I don't like saying this, but I probably wouldn't worry about it too much. But if you see a video of a, of a pig walking through, shoot, like it's going to make you put more stuff to not let it happen again. Yeah, so I just agree, I think it's just, agree to disagree. Agree okay. to disagree. So what about Move the Warriors? On. Obviously emotional. They had a nice um, moment of a minute of silence, and our, our Lappy Mariner came out, did a nice rendition of the New Zealand national anthem. Mm. Really and nice my, way to start. And he's just up in the garage, so I'm just walking up to let him roam. Here he is, eyes open. Yeah, carry on. What do you think of the game? Um, for me, the big thing that sort of jumped out at me, apart from knowing now confirming how good we've got it from a coaching setup perspective. And people can say what they want about Stephen Kearney. You just have to talk to Bellamy, Bennett, Meninga about them talking about Kearney. They all rate him. For me, since he's come in, he's made real huge um, improvements to a lot of things about the Warriors, but also like Alex Corvo, the trainer. Now they've got Todd Payton as assistant coach. There's just a few guys in there that makes gives me a bit of confidence. And then... For the first time probably in his whole career last night, and maybe I can't quite comment on Super League, but Blake Green was the main half. Now, usually he's an assisting or a, you know playing that secondary playmaker role with Johnson or Cherry Evans or Cron. Yeah, yeah. He actually was running the show last night, and you had someone else like Aaron Kieran, Kerrigan, Harry the... Adam say, Kieran. Um, you know, playing off Green. And fuck me. Oh, mate, I, I've was always been a green. Look at his carcass. Yeah. I mean, Green looked unreal. It looks like he's been waiting for this role his whole career. It's a shame that it's taken until, you know, 31, 32 to get it. But he just rolled. He was just rolling. He was just playing, you know, really smart footy. The Warriors just look so much fitter than the Dogs. And I'm sorry, we called the Dogs wooden spoon challenges early that's where they're going to be. They're going to be down the foot of the table. And so they yep. should be if they are picking Kirid Holland and Marcelo Montoya. How can you turn up to a first grade game with centres like that? That is, like, That's an embarrassment to fucking rugby league. Yeah, agreed. And um, Montoya was a shit winger last year and they put him no. into the centres, which is arguably asking him to do even more bad things on a game week in, week out basis. They left Reese Martin out, which is he's one of the handful of reasons no, as a Bulldogs fan. And you picked him in super coach. You you would actually be excited about the dogs as Reese Martin. And Hopperwadi should be in the centres and give Nick Meany a go, who's actually had a little bit of a rap about him coming down from Newcastle. So just the dogs deserve everything that they get. And I want to say one more thing about Kieran Foran. Fuck you for turning up to a game like that with your, with your haircut. That is just, you cannot he, play good rugby league with a haircut like that. Nothing good comes from a haircut like that. He obviously, he obviously hasn't sorted out his mental health demons, has he? Because he, oh my what's God. he thinking? Name God, any that's player that's, that's, a sad ever, story now, that, that's ever gone sad. on after pu- putting a haircut up like that. I can't. It's becoming, it's, it's becoming a sad story, the foreign career. Like... We were lucky to get the best of it. Um, well, we didn't even say best of it. When it was on its and it's at its uh, pinnacle peak, it was nice to watch. But it's now turning into a little bit of a 
cringe-worthy sort of affair. But I, I'm back on Blake. I mean, I have told you about his background, haven't I? He was actually growing up in the Shire, hmm. a prodigy. Yeah, and they that. say that they put him into, I think his first grade game was Sharks. Yeah. And they put him in too early and blew him out. And it's taken, like, then he went to, Super League's a great place to sort of get redeem yourself and get your prodigal talent out, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's just, yeah, it's, just blown away by, he's, I didn't think he was much more than a journeyman for so long. And you did a nice retraction to me this morning about how you were wrong. Because when I signed him, when we signed him, I was, I was like, fuck. I, I lost it. I lost it. But game. I was happy because that is exactly, and I always like watching Blake Green. Mm, I didn't I'll know enough you, about him. I just thought he was just a guy, just a jag. How lucky are we for, to have David Fussy Tour as one of our wingers. Well, Mamalo's almost Mamalo's good come off. He's one of the most improved players I've ever seen in the comp. Yeah, I, I wanted him but, gone but too. But Fuss, in terms of just, oh, when the ball's in the yeah, he can do anything. Well, at the same time last year when we played Bunnies round one, good good stat now is that we've won three round ones in a row under Kearney. Um, oh, we should so, get a story. Which, which, is, which is pretty good. We're just so much fitter. I mean, a guy like Lachlan Burr, who was going to give the oh. game up, came in and he just he looked really good up the oh, middle. No, I, I drafted him in Sports Centre, uh, not so super coach, and got a few funny looks. Um, I just think that the Warriors are going to have a very similar... We're shaping up as having a very similar season to last year. Going to be fit, hard to beat at home, um, and hopefully have a few courageous wins on the road. Okay, good signs. Well, before we move on, Nathaniel Roach. Yeah. Wow, and that's why, we, that's why we were prepared to let Bully walk. Got to trust Cameron George so far, his reign at the club. He's made big, bold calls. They've all been good ones so far. Um, can I Johnson give a shout call, out? I think, what's that? Can I give a shout out? Yeah, go for it. Hey, Fot, Fot, um, I know you're one of the big Warriors fans. You've always been there since that. I hope you're really enjoying it wherever you're listening. They will cancel this week. Um, how good was it yesterday? I hope you really enjoyed it. Brilliant. Um, Long time listener, big time Warriors fan. Um, one thing that the NRL continues to fuck up. And I just don't understand how they can call themselves an organisation, a professional organisation. The game on Thursday night was 16 minutes late. And then the second game on Friday night was 15 minutes late. It's far. Where else I, I totally in the agree. fucking world would you turn up late to your own product? Like, that is just a fucking... That's just dribblers, isn't it? Mate, how bad I totally, is that? I totally agree with you. And if I was like a single mid to late 20s man, I just would be like, what are you, what are you moaning about? Who gives a fuck? But like, at our age, when we've mm. just got to, we've got stuff to do and we've got kids to look after. You need to be on top. Like, everyone was giving me grief about, oh, you should have went to the, no, 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 they weren't. I would have loved to go to the Storm Broncos game, but that's a lie, but that's a sort of shit I can't, I can't put up with. How, how can you be taken seriously as a, as a professional sport? There's a lot of things long, wrong with league, obviously the well, game boxing, that we love. boxing does it. What, turning up? No, but boxing does it anymore? I mean, it's just all dependent on the undercard, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. It's, it's, it's about anticipation. Yeah, it's a lot harder to organise as, as a boxing card. Obviously. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's not hard to, unless the bloody reserve grade goes to fucking th- three golden points. Which, which, yeah, obviously clearly didn't happen anymore because they don't play it as the curtain raisers, do they? The New South Wales Cup aren't the curtain raisers? No, they do sometimes. But then there's a massive gap between, um, like, there's a half, I think... I think there's sometimes a 45-minute gap between New South Wales Cup and, um, for instance, last night, like yesterday, we played New South Wales Cup, right, before mm. the Doggies game, and there's a 45-minute gap there, which I think is stupid as well. Why don't you just have a 15-minute gap? What, what sort of shitty on-field entertainment are you going to have in 15 minutes? Mate, yeah, can't, can't answer that question. It's, um, again, it's just another thing that you just want to see gotten right. Just fucking be punctual. Be punctual, NRL. Um one thing that's made a ridiculous comeback in the last, or maybe since the off-season, I was watching um, the Storm Broncos game, and Jerome Hughes and Curtis Scott, and there was a couple of other, Milford's always got that little wispy little pissy mo above his lip. There's a couple of other guys with mo's. The moustache seems to be making a really strong, strong comeback. Um, and I don't know if and it's, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the Latino one, isn't it? The Hispanic mm. one. Mm. And which Poly- makes some of these Polynesian boys really look like a um, fifteen years old a Mexican cartel. Yeah, yeah but like a- <laughs> you can cross over. I think Cliff Curtis, the New Zealand actor who's Maori, 
has had a very successful career in crossing over into the Latino um, scene with some of his acting roles. He has actually played, um, what's this, Pablo Escobar. He's played um, other Mexican drug um, people. So, you know, I guess for Milford, if he's thinking that the NRL isn't working out for him, maybe he can give Hollywood a go. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm just going to have a... um... I just need to go for a piss. We've had a few charms. Can I just pause this and you can talk for about 30 seconds? Uh, no, I'm not pause. Mute. So people don't hear the water hitting water. Just do what you got to do, mate. No, but it's, I don't want to rec- Is that rude? Just go. Okay. Keep, okay, what about Tiger's Seagulls? Tiger Seagulls, I didn't see any of it. But I think I don't like Robbie Farrar at all. But I have to admit... I'm enjoying seeing him and Benji back at Leichhardt. I'm enjoying seeing Farah playing well. Um, I didn't see too much to do with it. It looked like Luke Brooks had some nice touches. Um, yeah, you know, they're the same. Weather. They're exactly the same Tigers team that we saw last year with Cleary and Madge, who seem to be on that similar tier of um, of coach, that kind of level down, that sort of B coach. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Madge, even though he's won a comp, He's probably always going to have detractors around can he actually survive long-term at a club without wearing people out. But um, I think that the Tigers are just going to be real tough, and they're going you to know, threaten the eight. You know last week how we sort of said their probably weaknesses, they don't really have a superstar. Mm. I was watching the game yesterday, I thought, Fuck, I'll tell you who's not far away, and everyone's going to think, oh, here goes Muir again. But Nissan Masters, he's yeah, not very good. that far away from not a He's pretty good, mate. No, he's outstanding. Okay, and I did want to ask one word. Who has a worse roster, Manly or Dogs? The Manly have, the dogs. Like, Manly have got... We've just... I mean, at the risk of repeating ourselves from last week's show, Manly have got six very, very, very good players. The Dogs, if you started... A, who, who are you going to build around in that team? No one. Josh Jackson, Adam... Uh, You've got B and C great oh, yeah. talent, a handful of it. You've got no A grade. You've got and, no blue chippers. I, so some Doggies fans are still blaming Raylene Castle. I mean, well, that shit's going to linger for a long time, what Dez and Raylene did. I still don't know why. That, that why did they let Clemmer walk? Because uh, his old man was a white supremacist or something. No, he was under contract. Why did they let him sign with the Knights? Imagine having Clemmer and Napa to go together. Napa is, a, Napa is an auxiliary player. He's not like yep, front and centre. So, so the moment that you actually pay Napa and, and make him like having to earn that kind of money, he, he's not. He's like a third or a fourth forward or even a fifth forward in a team. He can't be your best forward. And the fact that the dogs under just pig-headedness signed Michael Leisha after you know three or four decent games to finish the season, they deserve everything that they get. He is a horrendous player, Michael Leach. Oh, should not he, be in first grade. And it was a typical, he sort of played, okay, not even okay, like accept, not even acceptable about six weeks before he had his contract renewal. Mm. I mean, why wouldn't you go out and get Siggy Yarrow? For fuck, like, no, I've got no sympathy for the no, dogs. Neither do I. I've actually, I've actually had enough of them. Fuck I hope the they dogs. Get, I hope they crawl up and die and we can bring Newtown Jets back. Nah, love you, team. Coops. I know big doggies listening out there. I know you're hurting, brother. We love you, and we're only just sort of half warning you. Nah, yeah, just so I, we, uh, yeah. yeah, we don't want you gone out of the competition. The 2004 dogs have a very, very strong place in my heart. Um, right. And, yeah, but this season, sorry, you're going to have to have maybe a second team to keep an eye on because it's not going to be pretty. Um, so what about, I just wanted to mention, uh, out of one thing I've seen this out of the round one so far is... You don't know when the, the, the interchanges are happening, right? So we've got eight interchanges in our game mm. at the moment. Mm. Could Fox Sports, because I'm only watching Fox Sports at the moment, how hard is it to, in the corner of the screen, the left bottom, okay, picture this all listeners, left hand bottom of the screen, you have every time an interchange happens, or a, you basically have, a, have eight, um, eight rows with three columns. The first column says player off. The second column says player in. And the third column says the, the minute. Right? And then every time an interchange happens, you fill up the columns and the other ones are blank. Because then the viewer can see who's came on, who's came off, how many interchanges are left, all that sort of stuff. Like, it's just not, it's not, they're not doing it well. Mm. 
I kind of know what you mean. I need to improve. Like, like, do you think I'm going over top a bit? I but just I'm, don't think it means anything. It like, does, man. Like, the interchange is... Yeah, but like, can the, I just let the commentators... One of the things the coach can do on game day, Let man. the commentators take care of the interchange. Like, you don't need well, anything else. Well, our commentators else. are shit. Our commentators can't even commentate properly, let alone look after the interchange. I think the callers in our game. I think... Brenton Speed and Matt Thompson and even little Matty Russell. I think the callers in our game, the second-tier callers, are actually doing a pretty decent job Yeah, but they days. don't tell us who's coming on and off. And that is one of the most important... And, and they have you, graphics on the bottom of the screen that say on and off. They don't. Not on Fox Sports. They don't. It's disgusting. Okay, so... You'll be watching Channel 9 this year. I, so. I'm, I'm a nine-man now. I know you are. Do they have the Sinbin Bull? Because there is one thing I really miss from Channel 9, and I don't know if they still have it. What was that? When someone gets Sinbin, they have like that bull charging around the bottom of the screen. No, it's like that's, that's... When someone like, gets a duck in cricket. That's like 1990s stuff when they used to do the MMI replay, or Mitsubishi <laughs> Trucks replay. Like, you're it's going like back way duck, too far. This is the duck in cricket. We, it's like part of winter, seeing, like, I don't know, uh, big uh, Chris Beatty being, like, marched by Harrigan, and that Sinbin bull, like, steaming on yeah, the bottom. now I know. Now I know what you mean. Um, very, very McCallum, Greg McCallum and Halligan esque. That I definitely reckon. Um, what about? Okay, I've got. To, I've obviously touched on it with Foran's Foran's haircut. Fucking just, he's lost me. He's lost me with that haircut. I was actually semi looking forward to seeing him. Can he? Can he come back? And I think he's okay. Yesterday, I just think they got blown off the park by a fitter, better, faster, stronger team. But I saw, oh, what was it? Was it Friday night? I saw a referee with a manicured bed, a shaved, you know, re, you know the, the trendy short back and sides haircut where it's going, you know, a zero to a one up the top, quite a high sort of, um, you know, short back and side, like a cronk sort of style. And then you got a very um, cropped, parted sort of look, you know, trying to look trendy. If yep. you're a referee and I'm controlling the referees, I am explicitly telling you to look like fucking referees. And you come in with a shit haircut like that, you're, you're a refereeing reserve grade. You've got to look anonymous. You've got to look like you're basically, you walk past someone on the street and you wouldn't blink an eye. You wouldn't even remember what you look like. If you're trying to do an identikit, if you're trying to catch a murderer and, and it was a referee, you should not be able to give the identikit sketch man even a description because he should just walk past you like a fucking ghost. Yeah, and that's probably why you don't like um, Henry Piranaro's sleeve, I guess. Or Gavin Badger's been known to rock it as well. Like, they have no fucking right to try and stand out from the crowd. Well, we had two standouts, which was Barry Gomes or the Grasshopper. He didn't stand out. And Harrigan, and they were some of the two best refs we have. Hollywood was just good looking. Oh, was he? Yeah, some of those Filipino girls in one show, I thought that too that night I was out with them. Really? Quite. He came over and because he's tag based, um, HK Tag, and he came over to help us because Hong Kong Rugby League's got a partnership with Tag, and he came over to sort of teach some of our refs. And um, some of the girls in one show, I like the look of them, but they like the look of bloody Barry Gormsel too if they win and win. <laughs> he's, he is exceptionally good to listen to on the radio. Bill Harry. My little, my little boys, I'm r- walking around with some charmers, and the boys look at me going, What the hell are you talking about? What's your. What's your ultimate level of charmers for a legal counsel. I used to, uh, between three and four, I would sort of keep it there. But obviously, I actually haven't had any today. But what do you oh, like to do charmer-wise? Oh, well, you... you uh, oh, in the week, do you, if we record in the weekdays, I usually only do one. Just mm. like, It was just a tradition. But I've had three today because it's a nice day down here. and Just to lubricate. A nice day for... Um, actually, I've got sign off for Mumsy to go to McStag do next weekend. Oh, nice. So I'll be seeing you. So, so we'll do a live show. Maybe we should film it. No, no one will see our mugs. Yeah, um, true. Good, good call. Um, yeah, so anyway, I might get that done after this. Okay, uh, so it might be an early, it might be an early show um, on Sunday How are we running time-wise? We're okay. Yeah, we're good. We've sort of got another five or so. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we had, you know, back and forth regarding an agenda to, to catch up on, but it's going to have to sort of filter over into next week. I really want to know what your thoughts are on this Titans team today and how do you think their chances are against the Raiders? So there's two games we're watching today and a lot of people will be listening to this on their commute, I'd imagine, on the Monday. So mm. we'll already know the results so you can pick my analysis apart. But basically in 30 minutes, 
27 minutes to be exact. It's sort of a 2pm, doesn't it, right? Uh, the Eels-Panthers. Mm. I'm actually not that fired up about that game. Especially yeah. if it's in Penrith and it's going to be wet, right? Is it still wet in Sydney? Um, very, very wet. Okay. So I'm not, but I am really fired up for Titans Raiders. Just two teams that just are just like bridesmaids. But look, if those two won the premiership, I'd be pretty happy. But Fuck, it's just. Would you? And I, you know, and I think I've got a soft spot for the Titans this year. They're my second team this year. Yeah. I think you've always got to have a good second team. See, what um, about those people that say people you shouldn't have a second team? It's weak. Well, I don't. Th- I don't think it's anywhere near the passion that you show for the first team. No, but, of course it's not. But but you have a team that you like to keep your eye on, like a team. And it changes frisky. every year, right? It changes yeah. every year. Yeah. Because yeah. um, remember when you lived in the um, borough, you, your South often was your second team. Well, my second team is dictated to by my postcode. No, but you're not going for the Roosters this year, surely. Yeah, the Roosters have been my second team for this is the fourth year in a row. Right. I know that's going to fuck a lot of people off, but it's just a rule that I made that whatever um, suburb I'm in, I support their, sec- their team second after the Warriors. I think it's okay. just a, it's like me giving back to the suburb. As I've always yeah, said, quite. Where, where a league team thrives, I will reside. Quite. When you move back to Crime Scene, what, you'll be Papanui Tigers? I won't be moving back to Crime Scene. Yeah, I know you won't. Um... But looking ahead, do you go Panthers to flog the Eels, 405? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily, I don't, I reckon Panthers will probably win, but not by much. I think the off-season stuff sort of, and it's rainy, so it's going to even it up. And the Eels don't have a bad roster, right? I think they actually do have a bad roster, Jack. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like Nathan Brown. Yeah, um, I like Nathan Brown. Guffo, obviously being at full strength, he's he's going to be relatively yeah. fun to in- watch. Ferguson's season is going to be interesting to see when he falls like falls apart. Um, and Michael Jennings, oh god, um, he's not starting, is he? Yeah, I think he might be. Jesus, um, very much looking forward to seeing though um, Cleary Kenny after some a big off season, pretty negative. The Cleary boys first game together, father son coach should be interesting. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I think both of us, or the, the the podcast in general, has qualms about Nathan Cleary and his pedestal. Why, why don't they put him as the, the new star? Because it was Chin. Don't know. I mean, he, he's, he's not that he's, good either. He's, he's not he's a superstar. He's a superstar. He's not a star. He's a superstar. Um, probably no, not really as like, electric. He's, he's very no frills. He's very no frills. Yeah. Oh, I like reggae football, mate. You know that. So do I. What about... Tyson Frizzell, what are you saying? He's out for six weeks now. Ruptured his, um, well, it's colloquially known as a ball, ball bag, but I think mm. in um, uh, medical scrotum or testicle, yeah. Mm. So there'll be a couple of weeks for that, but yeah. yeah. Six. But, but come on, Flannery played a week after, played the grand final with one. So if you're taking Tyson Frizzell out of the Dragons for six weeks, I think that in four or five weeks' time, we may be seeing a Dragons side that are one and four or one and five. And fuck, you don't like their chances of playing second half of the season, chasing that down to make the eight. They're usually the reverse. So if that if they're not going to be the rabbit this year, which they have been the rabbit four out of the last five years, I think. Who's the rabbit? Who's them. a contender for the rabbit this year? Tigers? Hopefully, hopefully the yeah, they were a little bit of a rabbit last year too. Um, I'd love to see the Titans be the rabbit, or the, or the Raiders, one of those two, just sort of blowing some teams away with some reggae football. Mm. You want a team uh, to quantify, qualify to be a rabbit. We were yeah. a rabbit. Warriors were rabbits a little bit last year too. Yeah, we were in the top four for quite a long time though. So my my thing with the rabbit is you have to plummet. Yeah, after the eight, after yeah. the sort of half. Ideally, you miss the eight. Yeah. In a yeah. perfect world, you yeah. miss the eight. Yeah, well, that's Tigers then. It could well be the top. But Madge might... Madge is going to be consistent. And I think having a good coach in rugby league, I, I just have way more respect for coaching now. Coaching matters What about the NBA? In the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, coaching matters a lot. Well, you're, you're a fan. But you're, the boy you love, and uh, Bill Simmons, doesn't rate coaches. He thinks they're overrated in terms of... He only talks about, like, Riley, um, but but I think, that, I think that he just thinks that. that the standard of coaching is pretty low in the NBA, which I think after the top six doesn't really matter, as that's what his, his theory is. What, um, what's happened to that Eric Spolster? Is he still at Miami? Yeah, I can't be. Is he's he? pretty respected. 
He's, he's, I think he's the guy. I mean, as long as Riley's there and in control of the heat, Spolstra's there. They have a real family institution there. It's like the Mafia, Miami. You just have people mm. there with roles for ages. It's like Udonis Haslam. He's played like 15 seasons in a row for the Heat. He's oh, just always a henchman. Juwan Howard's yeah. like one of the assistant coaches. He's been there for years and years. Okay. Um, so I think they're real loyal, a really loyal well, team. I like that. And I reckon if you're a Miami fan, you'd sort of, you probably like, respect yeah, that. You do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what do you got on for the rest of the afternoon? What's this Uber Yarn? Let's finish on this Uber Yarn of yours. Oh, Ubian was in. It's not my idea. This is um, uh, uh, Stu Pierce, a good list on the show. He actually, so he went to the eighth wonder of the world yesterday, aka um, like Cut Oval, mm. and he goes, he texts me and goes, "Oh, how good was it? I got a ride home for fifteen bucks on Uber Pool." Oh yeah, I've heard a lot and of good like, things. Oh, yeah, cause it usually, I think he was going from Ballymun or whatever to I think he lives North Shore, and um, I said to myself, I thought, and then he and then he goes, "How good is this?" And I said, "Well, actually, females hate Uber Pool." Which is pretty. Did you know that females hate Uber Ball because they're scared? Um, but anyway, oh, don't watch out, Trev. Anyway, but what what was what the idea was that Uber or apparently Uber's not that good anymore. There's a new thing called Didi, but apparently what is his idea was why don't they on game day mm. Uber does a partnership with the clubs and mm. basically works out where you live and sort of picks up the same fans. Like if you're like, I don't know in Gold Coast, maybe mm-hmm. you pick up all the Titans fans to the way of the game in mm-hmm. in the pool scenario. Oh and then, and fuck! I was waiting. Sort of, like, going just with talk this. league, just talk league on the way and like who's, who, like injuries and stuff. I thought it was a great idea. That's brilliant. So you basically like got another option. So you go through Uber, Uber XL, Uber Black, and you flick to Uber Titans. Uber Titans. <laughs> and you get a 20% discount because Uber can probably do that because they're getting more and more people rather than driving oh, their own way yeah. there. And maybe you sit with a Titans fan and just like slag a, off the dogs that you're going to play. Maybe throw them a, uh, a scarf or something. Yeah, and quote. How and about Uber we, take this, how about we take this further and have ex-players being the drivers? Oh, right. <laughs> Mainly society. So, you used to say, me and you are watching the Titans. We pick yeah. Uber Titan. Matt Peterson gets in. Afro and everything. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> We're in the back seat having a great old yarn to a couple of other long-time die-hard um, Titans fans. How good. I'm, I'm at your place and we're going to the Roosters-Warriors game and we actually just be like real smart-asses and we get we pick Uber Rooster and we get uh, Ian Rubin pick us up, the big Russian <laughs> Jewish fella. <laughs> How good. Well, that's a really giving back to not only the fans but the ex-players as well. So, yeah. the, the, so, so actually, the, actually, deal deal with men of league. Make me. Yeah, it's, that's nice. Working in our we are. At least we, our games would start on time. The I quite liked what the Warriors did last night. They kind of bucked the trend of you know how um, Newcastle invented it, Old Boys Day, and they always did it in the last home game of the year. Warriors yeah. did it yesterday, first round. Really good idea. Why why wait to the end to try and get a little bit of extra oomph into it? And I think the Warriors also did something really good. 48 hours before kickoff, they said, right, everyone in for free. Did you get a final crowd um, number for that game? I'm just really interested to know. Uh, I'm pretty good at picking crowds off. 18,000? Yeah, I was going to say 18,266. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but I still... But there were still not many people on that grass bank, so there's definitely room to put the um, Hills Hoist up there or Stacey Jones. Um, attendance, quite... attendance, 18,795. Yeah, sure. I must have said 500 that were getting hot dogs. Um, and see there also, because it's the 25th year anniversary of the Warriors, they said 1995 prices. So you could buy a hot dog or pie and that for, I think it was about $3.50 for a hot dog or something. Um, See, you know how I think I'm, innovation. You know, how everyone says that food prices and stuff are. Is that do you think that's the main reason a lot of people don't turn up to league games? I mean, no, it's, it's, it's live sport. To be honest, if, if Bronco, if Storm put on dollar beers um, yeah. on the other night, I still probably I was too busy at work and stuff. But I, that's it's more the hang on, hang on, hang the, on, dollar beers. Have you heard about? Actually, have you heard about? Have you heard that, dollar the beers? Game? That's, that basic that, game. That is next level, brother. Cool. What? Who? Where was it? Like in Detroit Tigers or something? It might have been Texas. But anyway, it, what? Do they actually do it? I thought that's what you were talking about. No, I, I thought that you were saying if the Storm did dollar beers. No, no, no. Like, so, so one of the baseball teams in America about oh, two, oh must have been early two thousands or maybe mid two thousands. Did actually did that because they were getting failing crowds and they were um, 
mm. like at the end, they were end of the season. They couldn't eat crap, and they did dollar beer night, and it just got mad. Like oh, the crap, they didn't actually get too much of burger crap, but the people that turned up just wanted to get wasted, and they just—it was basically uh, different oh, kind of crap. Anyone you can Wikipedia the dollar beer night in MLB, yeah. it was a debacle. People spewing over everyone. It was well, not brilliant, but a good lesson. Gonna have to. Um, all right, before we go, look ahead to this afternoon and next week. Give me the two winners of this afternoon's games. So Penrith get up just in the last 20 they pull away. Yep. And then Titans, Raiders, I'm going to go Titans winning Golden Point. Wow. Yeah, I think I like those two too. So I think I'm going to rip into a multi, which I guess you'll get around $2.50 for that. For me, next week, um, there's a massive, massive game. Um, the pub game, Raiders Storm. First game, a home ground at GIO Stadium. At Bruce. Stadium. At Bruce. Hey, hey, that's a but nice the game. game after the, what's the game after that. the pub game? We need a name uh, for that. Friday night would be Storm Cowboys. That's the Messenger Shield game. Broncos-Cowboys. Mm. Broncos put the Messenger Shield on the line against the Cowboys. Broncos-Cowboys. Wow. It's always it's a round two special these days. That's something else. And, mate, the Cowboys forward pack are ready to take on these young gun Broncos that are being talked up. It's going to be a humdinger. And then the another one to look out for at um, ANZ, 4 o'clock on Sunday is the battle for the wooden spoon, the Dogs Eels. So that's going to oh, be a real mate. shit game featuring two oh, shit teams. Manly Ma- 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 might have something to say about that. Nah. Manly got a lot of land, they got the Roosters. Okay. Um, no, Manly might be wouldn't. Nah, they're not. They've got too much class when Tom Turbo comes back, right? He's away for a few weeks yet. And then Tigers out at Campbelltown hosting the Warriors be pretty two pretty closely matched teams. So, bloody good, mate. Back into it. Week one in the books. Good to have League back. A lot more to talk about through in the week. Keep tweeting us at legal underscore council. Um, My boy's just walking out to the deck with uh, some food saying, Dad, you need to feed me after wake up. Oh, God. Legal council in front of my fathering duties. You you do what you're going to do, and uh, we'll chat next week. You've got to love your league. Okay, love, good love you, Lee. Jackal loves stray dogs, Beastie loves to loaf. You know what they say about playing the game, you can't hear it today, I said no.